0: welcome this morning insane i'll be just fine be just fine falling in love is all good better days coming this way butterflies all on my face love is a season i'm feeling this way good afternoon and welcome into Sant live you are watching speak up with sammy george always speak your mind today's episode is episode 174 brought to you by mybookie.ag, the best place to bet. If you were into sports betting like I am, you don't have to go to that weird guy at the bar anymore or you don't have to be in Vegas. You can go to mybookie, that's dot eag and use promo code COFFEE, C-O-F-F-E-E, use promo code COFFEE to get 100% cash bonus on your first deposit up to $100. What that means is you put in 100 bucks, you use promo code COFFEE, uh, that's the promo code they give us. You will get, if you put in $100, bucks, 100 bucks back in free bet money that you can use this weekend on NFL. So go to mybookie.ag, the fastest payouts in the industry, up to 48 hours. You will have your money in your bank account. It is a great day today in sports. Wednesdays, a little slower, obviously. In the sports world during football season the slowest day you always have mondays talking about the whole weekend of sports tuesdays you can talk about the monday night football games uh wednesdays are always that dead period kind of but then you got your thursday night football coming tomorrow and then you got friday which is a preview for the entire the entire weekend of sports which is exciting um what's good sammy michael my man how you doing I try to give you a little peace sign behind that little black bubble for those who don't know what george and i are always doing behind that thing while we're waiting is setting up our periscope feed making sure the audio is going to work making sure everything else is working we're not just chilling behind the camera waiting wasting time we're just making sure uh, things are working properly and what up george says speak up hello hello or clap clap i can't read it from here but that's what it looks like it says a lot of interesting stuff to talk about today what i'm going to start with today is my must-watch NFL games of the week. There's a lot of them. I think there's a lot of must-watch games this weekend. Um, some are because they their powerhouse opponents or some just because I'd like to see what happens. I have two college games I'm really, truly interested in. Um, talk about the Indian streak a little bit. I put money from my bookie.ag. I just bet 18 bucks, and it's not much. 18 bucks to win $12. i am going to win again today and tie that record. Hopefully I win. I think they are still up. They were up 4-1 last time I checked. I bet them minus one and a half. So, well, actually, they're up three to five right now. So I would win my bet if they finish out this game three to five. That'd be phenomenal. And I'll probably bet on them again. going to be talking about today in news, as always, an anti-NFL billboard up in L.A. is kind of my random topic story at the end of the day. It'll be the last topic we talk about here on Sound Live. Um, let me know if you guys are watching and you see that the Indians do finish off the game. Let me know because I will win. My straight cash. And that's what I like to win. I like to win my money. So we're going to start off. Of course, I always tell you this is brought to you by Salt Live. Speak up with Sammy George War is Monday through Friday at noon Pacific time, noon to 1 Pacific time. Sometimes a little longer if I have guests. Sometimes a little shorter if it's a short day. But tune in. Do not forget to watch us on that being said at 8 a.m. And on Georgia Jungle of Sports at 10.30 a.m. All Pacific time, like I said. So the NFL. Also, if you guys are thinking about betting, you can see the promo codes here at the bottom of the screen. Uh, It's says myboogie.ag, promo code COFFEE, and these are Sammy's must-watch NFL games of week two. This has no betting implications. This is no talking about the lines or the spreads. I'm just talking about the games that I think are the most interesting of this weekend and that I truly care about watching. So we're going to start off with the game tomorrow, which I'm not going to speak much about today. Um, I'm going to mention it as one of my must-watch games. We're going to talk about it mostly tomorrow. Most of my show is going to probably be about that game because it's important. But tomorrow is a must-win game for both Houston and Cincinnati. It's Houston at Cincinnati, one of the bigger games of the weekend that I like. I'm going to discuss it more tomorrow. But an interesting t- statistic that I saw on Colin Cowherd's show today was that teams that lose their first two games of the season in the last 10 years only have an 8% chance of... Of making the playoffs. If there's anything in your life that will only give you an eight percent chance, that's something you definitely want to watch out for. So, eight percent chance you make the playoffs. is the only, only all you got once you start 0-2. So, for a lot of these games this weekend, for those teams that we think could be playoff contenders, you do not want to lose and start off 0-2 this week. So, my first one, like I said, is Houston at Cincinnati. Big game tomorrow. Houston was a playoff team last year. Cincinnati was not, but Cincinnati was a team that you know has been regarded as a playoff team in the last few years, and they were expected to be good enough to be a playoff contender. That's why it's an important game. But I'll get more to it tomorrow when it's uh, when it's more relevant. I'm not gonna waste my topics for tomorrow. It's a big topic tomorrow. <laughs> One of the first games I'm very interested for the coming uh, for the coming uh, weekend would be Tennessee. At Jacksonville. Tennessee at Jacksonville is a big game to me. The reason I see that as a big game this weekend. We saw a couple things. Tennessee is supposed to have their breakout year this year, right? And in a division where it consists of Houston, who makes the playoffs the last couple years without a quarterback. And... With the Jacksonville team, who's underperformed year and year out, Jacksonville's always been expected to be a team that you know is on the rise. Blake Bortles hasn't lived up to it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the Indianapolis Colts, with missing Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck has been out, and it's been an extreme problem for this Indianapolis team. So they're not even contenders right now, unless they bring him back. The reason I find this Tennessee at Jacksonville game so interesting. First, the statistic that I told you I saw from Colin Cowherd show this morning was the eight percent chance in the last ten years to make the playoffs if you start zero two. I know that stat is probably less crucial for a team like the Tennessee Titans because they lost to the Oakland Raiders, and then they might lose. Let's say they lost to Jacksonville this week. It wouldn't be that big of a deal with the way this division is going to go, unless Jacksonville really truly is a team that's that good. If they end up being, um, if they end up being two and zero. And Flavino, my man Flavino Zakara says the Indians won. It was it five to three? Is that the final score? It is. You know why that's important, Flavino. Thank you, Flavino. I, I I don't even think you were on the show when I said this, but I said, somebody let me know if the Indians win by more than one and a half because today on mybookie.ag, our presenting sponsor, if you use promo code COFFEE, you get free bet money. I put $18 of my free bet money on the Indians minus one and a half. So technically if they won three five, for those who wonder what those numbers mean in betting, I won three to three and a half. The Indians have now officially they have now officially broken the AL record of twenty one wins straight. Um, that's the broken record. And then tomorrow, if they win for 22 games straight the MLB record of all time, most wins in a row, I think that's pretty exciting. And Flavino, I am going to get to that. If you can see it's my fourth topic here, Indian streaking, and I'm going to get to a minute to end up telling you guys what my favorite streak of all time is. We talked about it this morning about top streaks, like batting streaks, played game streaks, all this, but my top winning streak of all time, not what the best one is statistically, but what my favorite winning streak of all time was. But I'm glad to see the Indians went ahead and got that win. That's pretty exciting um, stuff. They break. I just got the breaking Bleacher Report thing. Breaking: Indians win 21st straight game to tie the 1935 Cubs for the longest uninterrupted winning streak in MLB history. It also broke the AL streak of all time. Um, tomorrow, if they do beat Kansas City, I think it's Kansas City they play tomorrow. Tomorrow, if they do beat Kansas City, they'll break the all-time record ever for MLB winning streaks. Sammy Michael, what's good, bro, said, wow, Cleveland, even though Browns think the Indians are making up for them. Haha. It's true. It's funny. Cleveland sports have been horrible for many, many years um, until LeBron James came back, won a championship. Then Cleveland went out and lost, unfortunately, in the championship. But this year they might come out and win. It might be a year of you got Cleveland Cavaliers last year. You'd get the Indians this year at least. This uh, city of Cleveland has something to root for in October. And then they'll also have, if they can win a World Series in October with LeBron James coming in to start the Cleveland season, that's an exciting start to the city of Cleveland. Um, But like I was telling Flavino, Sammy, I did put money on this game today. I had free bet money from mybookie.ag, our sponsor, um, and I put 18 bucks on it for minus one and a half. So they ended up winning three to five. I beat it by half a point. I got um, up to 30 bucks now, so I'm going to bet on them tomorrow, 30 bucks straight up to win again, see what happens. It was all free bet money from my bookie, so might as well try it. I will get to that. Um, I'll get to that in a moment. Flavino said something interesting before I go back to my games of the weekend, and I'll, I'll get to the Indians here soon. Flavino said, yeah, the 1916 Giants had a tie, so they didn't do it consecutively. Okay, Flavino, I was wondering what they meant by uninterrupted winning streak. So that's really weird. I wonder why in 1916 was a tie. Was that how the rules were back then, or was it one of those games that lasted 25 innings and they said, screw it, let's end it? That's interesting. I don't know if baseball changed its rules eventually, but if they had a tie, I think this is more of a realistic winning streak. I know it says uninterrupted, but you can't count a tie as a winning streak. That's just kind of a, that, that's ridiculous, right? So that's why they call it that. That's interesting. I like that. Do you know how long that winning streak went, though, Flavino? Can you look that up for me? The 1916 Giants win streak, how long did that last with the tie in between? I wonder how long that really lasted. Is that a beatable record or was that like 45 games or something? I'm interested in finding that out. Back to my NFL games of the week. I'm going to go Tennessee and Jacksonville is very important to me because Jacksonville came out and whooped Houston, who was a playoff team back then. Um, Tennessee needs this win. Like I said, 8% of teams that start off 0-2 do not only make the playoffs only 8% of teams that start off 0 and 2 in the last 10 years have made the playoffs so big game for tennessee even though i think that statistic they would be that 8% to make it because jacksonville's not that good houston's not that good and indianapolis doesn't have andrew luck right now but i want to see is jacksonville legit or maybe houston or maybe tennessee's not as legit as we thought or maybe they're pretty even i'm i'm interested i'm interested in seeing that um, another game I'm interested in, and before I move on to that, uh, Flavino said 26 games. That's beatable. That's actually very interesting because only four or five more games, and they could still beat that. So it could be the the longest streak, interrupted and uninterrupted, that which would be cool. I would love to see them break both. Which, but it's going to be hard. Uh, Benny George, what's good? Benny George said Bills winning the division, Super Bowl run. Ah, my man. You know how I feel about that. It's not going to be a Super Bowl run. The division will be won by the New England Patriots, but. Good for the Bills. They beat the worst team in, in the entire NFL, by far the worst team in the NFL. Maybe the Colts without luck, but full roster-wise, they're definitely the worst team in the NFL, the Jets. So good for the Bills. I think the Bills were trying to tank, but they actually have a decent enough roster to win some games. But Super Bowl run, I do not see that, Benny George. We have another friend on the show named Sammy Michael. He's a big fan of the Bills as well. Um, I'm sure he would like to hear uh, your thoughts on the Super Bowl run for the Bills. My next interesting game of the weekend is Philadelphia at Kansas City. Two teams that are very interesting to me this season. Philadelphia started off 1-0, Kansas City started off 1-0. Philadelphia had very high praise this year. Andy Reid's ex-team, very interesting to see that. Um, I would love to watch this Philly-KC game. Is Kansas City as real as we thought, and, and is Philadelphia as real as we thought, or, or vice versa? I wanna know which one's which. Philly had a nice win last week, but is Washington's a very suspect team? After you watch them, their defense is suspect, their offense suspect. Philadelphia is this new up-and-coming team, and now you have this Kansas City team. Who, first of all, they're good at home, they're well coached, and it's going to be interesting just to see how does it all work out for this KC team. Was that a fluke week one win, or are they this good? Philadelphia at KC, big game. By the way, there's a lot of amazing games this weekend. I'm, I am beyond ecstatic for Sunday. Minnesota at Pittsburgh, another interesting game. The Vikings um, torched up the Saints in that second half last week, but against a horrible Saints defense. Pittsburgh had a close call against the Cleveland Browns, and Pittsburgh is supposed to be a top-notch team this year. So I am very interested for this game. We have one team that I think outperformed what I expected in Minnesota, playing in Pittsburgh, a team who I think underperformed a little bit. They beat the Browns technically, I think, by they, – they won by three, but they were really up by 11. They had a two-point conversion and a touchdown at the end of the game late. But Pittsburgh underperformed team last week. Minnesota overperformed team in my eyes. I'd love to see which team is more legit. The fun part about week two is you see a lot of wins week one or a lot of losses week one that you're trying to see if these teams amend it. You know, Do they come out and kick ass the next week or do they come out and play bad next week? Do they prove what they proved last week or not? Or do they flip the script quickly and make you think differently? Miami, because we haven't seen Jay Cutler play, is something I'm very interested in. Is Jay Cutler going to have a good game at L.A.? The home opener in L.A. for the Chargers. The first game at StubHub Center in L.A. The Chargers just came off a very, very tough loss where the team really excelled in the second half. I think they found their offense. They found that they are not a run team. They are a passing team with Phillip Rivers. Miami at LA, the Chargers, is a very interesting game to me. Dallas at Denver, another extremely fun game for me. Dallas proved to me last week that 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 last year was not really a fluke. I think they have a good chance of being a Super Bowl contender this year. I'm so excited to see this game, Dallas at Denver. Denver almost blew a game against the Chargers. How good is Denver? Are they better than they performed in that first half, or are they worse than they performed in that first half? Very excited to watch Dallas at Denver. Kyle Wegner says, hi, bud. What is good, Kyle? Um, Sammy Michael says, yes, Bills are for real. Great defense and top three running back. The run game is nice. I like the run game. Only thing with their defense, they did trade Ronald Darby over um, to Philadelphia. I didn't like that, but he says, Benny, good call. If they kept their pieces together, they couldn't have been all right. I just find Tyrod Taylor to be a game manager, and you know that, Sammy, how I feel about Tyrod Taylor. I think he is the epitome of average. Kyle Wagner says, hi, bud, what's good, bro? Saw some of your pictures, beautiful, love them. Washington at LA Rams this time, not at the Chargers. So we have two LA games this weekend, the first time in in history, probably, right? Two games in LA, same weekend, Chargers and Rams. Um, So we had the interesting Miami at LA Chargers. Now we have Washington at the LA Rams. Another interesting story to me because you have a team that underperformed in Washington, Defense looked bad, O-line looked bad, run game looked bad, and Kirk Cousins, their franchise quarterback, or supposed to be franchise quarterback, who I like, played bad against the Rams, who everyone's excited about, but we cannot forget, this was against the Colts. How good are the Rams? Is Jared Goff actually all right, or what is the situation that's going on in LA? I am very excited to find out um, what's going on with that Washington and LA game. Um, And Kyle today I'm just kind of going through my must-watch NFL games Kyle said are you going with the Packers Atlanta that is my next game on my must-watch list actually my last game for Sunday there's a game on Monday I'd love to watch my last must-watch for Sunday is Green Bay at Atlanta so this is as I said on the show to start I'm not talking about my bets of the week. I'm not going off the spreads or anything here. I am just talking about my must-watch games that I'd love to see, which I'll repeat them really quick before I go to my last one for Sunday, which is Thursday night's game, Houston at Cincinnati. I will be talking about a lot. The rest of these I'll talk about on Friday, but it's Tennessee at Jacksonville, Philadelphia at KC, Minnesota at Pittsburgh, Miami at LA Chargers, Dallas at Denver, Washington at LA Rams, and now my last one for Sunday is Green Bay at Atlanta. The spread is now minus three Atlanta. I thought Atlanta was going to have a Super Bowl slump this year, Super Bowl hangover, which so far against the Bears, it hasn't been that pretty. The Bears are not a good team, and if it wasn't for a couple drops by Jordan Howard and there was another receiver that dropped a big pass um, from Mike Glenn at the end of that game, we could have talked about the Bears beating the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm kind of scared about this minus three. If I had to pick the better team to win, I would probably – if I went off my gut, this is one thing for, for this week's bets on Friday that I'm going to give you guys. I told George I need to stop going off my feelings and go off the numbers and the statistics. I bet against, um, I bet against the Cowboys last week from feelings. I bet against the Ravens last week because of feelings. If I had to bet this game, I'd go plus three Green Bay because of feelings. But if you look at it deep down, passing attack is quite the same. You got um, better receivers and a better quarterback on Green Bay, but the full-scope passing attack from Atlanta is statistically almost as good as Green Bay's. Better running backs, two of them, and a better defense so far is what I've seen from Atlanta. The reason I say that, even though Green Bay's defense looked good against Seattle, Seattle's the worst O-line in all of football, so how how much did that actually account to how good Green Bay's defense is? But – If I had to bet this game right now, I might go with minus three Atlanta because I think Atlanta is going to win this game by three, four, or five points. And either way, I guess if you think it's going to be a close game, plus three is safe with Green Bay, but it's one of those odd situations. I am not going to be betting on this game. Most likely you'll find out Friday, but gut feeling I'd say Packers, but statistically I'd say Atlanta has just as good of a chance to win this game. My last must watch game of the weekend, my friends is monday night it's not the weekend of next week is monday night football detroit at new york giants a must win for the giants and another big game for detroit if they can show up and win and start off 0 two it'd be a nice game for detroit so that is my must watch game that i'll talk about on monday more so houston and cincinnati i'll talk about tomorrow a lot more a big must watch game this week and another must watch game um is monday night detroit at new york giants which i will talk about monday night uh, and Kyle Wigner says, go, pack, go, one game at a time. Hey, one game at a time, they did a great job against Seattle. I'll give them that. Their defense looked good, but that Seattle O-line is absolutely awful. So we'll find out what really happens there. To my college must-watches of the weekend, there's only two that I really like. I'm very much – I like college football, but I really love to watch these ranked opponent games. And there's a reason behind that, obviously. Everyone loves watching these ranked opponents games. And Kyle Wigner says, later, bud, keep in touch. See you, man. You can stay tuned if you'd like. If you have time, stay tuned, bro. Um, my must-watch college games of the week. My first one is an obvious one. You know, everybody wants to watch Louisville versus Clemson. That's number three Clemson at number 14 Louisville. We have... George says he can't wait for Louisville and Clemson either. We have Louisville um, and Clemson, and that's going to be an interesting game. Nate Dixon says, stay tuned, bro. Stay tuned for which one? What do, what do you... We'll be talking. Um, And he says, go Wisconsin, go. Kyle, I have Wisconsin high up there. They might be a national championship contender this year because of their schedule. My cousin goes to Wisconsin. Go Badgers, I guess. Nate Dixon, um, stay tuned for what? Are you saying because I said that? I don't know. what. Just tell me. Is there a game you're interested in? But Clemson and Louisville, interesting game. Lamar Jackson. I've been a Lamar Jackson doubter for the last year. And I've been admitting that time after time to people. He had an amazing game against Florida State. That was his only big-time win. Then he went and lost to Clemson, lost to Houston, lost to Kentucky, and there was one more loss last year. But I think I'm sleeping on him a little too much. At Louisville last year, they killed Florida State 63-7, I think it was. I need to be careful that this week they're going to tear down Clemson. So this is a game that's very interesting to me. I think this is my give or take with Lamar Jackson. I'm scared to bet this game or anything because how good is Lamar Jackson? I'm not sure. And I think he's amazing. But how good is that team around him to compete against teams like Clemson? Sure, it worked once. I'll repeat that. Once as a winning situation against Florida State last year. It works, I guess, as a situation to put up stats. Um, But... How, much is it, how, much, how good is the whole team to shut down Clemson is my question. And that's something, if I knew, I would tell you. That's why I'm scared to bet this game. I'm kind of freaked out on betting this game because how really good is this Louisville team other than Lamar Jackson? Um, Nate says Lamar is going to wreck Clemson and silence the critics. You know, I, I'd actually like that. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy I'd love to see. Um, I'd love to see a school like Louisville crack in this top five top 10 range and be a national championship contender that'd be great for football clemson won last year do we need them to be in it again not necessarily i think clemson's a better football team but i'd love to see lamar jackson shock the world um and i don't think everyone would be shocked i think half the people would be shocked like i'm saying i'd be shocked and there's another half of people like nate for example here saying that's gonna happen sammy remember me telling you this sammy no joke i will remember i'll give you credit if they win I'm scared to pick Louisville. I'm going to pick Clemson on this game. But I I would be a little shocked if Louisville ends up winning. But I would love to see Lamar Jackson silence me and the rest of the critics and come out, put up big, big numbers, and win this game at home. National televised game. It's one of the best games of the weekend. We'll talk about that more on Friday as well, though. Number number 23 versus number 24 The Tennessee Volunteers against the Florida Gators. The reason I love this game, there's a couple things people might tell me about this game is, well, Florida looked like crap against Michigan, right? Florida's, they're not as good as everyone says, right? That's what probably everybody's going to say. Florida was obviously underperformed. um, And Tennessee, Tennessee underperformed, even though they beat Georgia Tech in that triple overtime game whatever it was they gave up 600 yards to georgia tech another underperformed team another team that two coaches have underperformed for their for their respective schools and i'm really interested to see which team's worse i know this sounds crazy but one of these teams is dropping out the top 25 unless they go to a 10 overtime game and um you know something weird happens but i would love to see which team is actually worse tennessee or florida which team's going to lose their coach first Tennessee or Florida? I'm very interested in seeing this game because it is two top 25 teams that both need to perform better in order to save their seasons and save their coaches' jobs. So who's going to play worse? I don't know, and I'm interested to see. I think Florida's a better football team, but I could be so wrong on this. It's a hard one to assess. Florida got beat up by Michigan, who's actually a good team. But Tennessee got beat up, even though they won, by Georgia Tech, who's not as good. I would lean towards Florida being a better team here, but Tennessee does have a coach that's supposed to know what he's doing, and this was supposed to be a big year for them. Very interesting seeing what happens here. Nate Dixon said, Remember I told you Denver would beat the Chargers, and you said, after you said you picked them in a bet? But I'll tell you this, Nate. I picked them in the bet plus three. They lost by three. So technically the bet was a push. Actually, I did get my money back. So I didn't win or lose the bet technically. Vegas had the line exactly correct um, yeah the, the line was perfect if you bet on Denver that game or on Chargers you would have got your money back at plus or minus three but it depends where you got the line and I think it opened at two and a half but I got it at minus I got Chargers at plus three that's why I was I, I mean I was kind of okay with the result of the game I wanted the Chargers to win but they lost by three I got my money back so it's like oh, no, we're good he's at my bad Sammy no you're good bro um uh, he's like, you don't have to say sorry. It's not my bad. I mean, I, they did win. You were right that they were going to win. I actually thought the Chargers win, even though my bet was at plus three, I thought the Chargers would win. They did not win. So you did, you did get me on that one. You did say Denver was going to win and they did, but I thought, but at least I got my money back on the bet. So the bet was literally exactly even that. So it's a win-win for both of us. I got my money back. Your team won. We're all good. <laughs> and he said, true. Um, Anthony Big Blue Ant Seals, I got it right this time. Says, What's up, brother? What's up, good? What's good, man? He said, What's this? I'm hearing that OBJ was involved in a dance off last Thursday with Russell Westbrook. Um, and then Nate said Russell would kill him in a dance off. So he was. I'm gonna get to that actually today in my Today in sports, which is coming up in about a minute. So I'll get to that in a second here. Um yeah, my so those are my two must-watches for college. Number three at number fourteen, which is Florida. Or I mean, uh, sorry, Clemson at Louisville. Uh, I'm I would lean towards picking Clemson. I'm not talking betting today, nothing. I'm just talking straight up. But I would like to see Louisville win. I think it'd be fun for college football, and it'd be good for Lamar Jackson and another Heisman contender a year. And then twenty-three Tennessee against number twenty-four Florida. I would like to see. Um, I would like to see which one um, Which one plays worse. I, there's one of the teams has to play worse, and I'm interested in that. And we're going to move on to my Today in Sports to talk about that OBJ stuff that you want to talk about. Um, I have somebody, my info, uh, let's read this. My info, 02696-something-something-something something, something numbers on Periscope, what's good on Periscope over there, um, said, don't watch ESPN. We do not need politics with our sports, watch sports to relax. So my info, thanks for commenting in over on Periscope. Um, a majority of our, majority of our, our followers are over here on facebook.com slash live. I see the comments a lot easier on facebook.com slash on live, but I will see your comments here on Periscope as well. I do think politics and sports mix. Um, but I don't like the way ESPN does it. You're saying don't watch ESPN anymore because of the politics. I, I don't mind politics and sports because they do involve each other sometimes and I, I believe people like me, let's say, in sports here should be able to speak up my mind. But I don't like the way ESPN does it because they decide to only go one stance and that's only on a liberal side and only the way Disney allows them to go. I like people that are more free and open to speak the way they want about politics. So if you're going to talk about politics, talk about it in an open manner. Don't force people to pick a side only if it's liberal or not. That's how I see it. And, uh, Anthony said, Nate, not the question, though. I just want to know if it's true because he was nursing a high ankle injury. That's why. So why is he dancing? It is true. I'll get to that in a second. And uh, Nate said, I know. I support you, Sammy. Thanks, bro. said, hey, you got to listen to me on one of the games this week, like Miami plus three over L.A. I actually am interested in that bet because I think that's going to I think the Chargers are always stuck in close games. Whether the Chargers win by three or lose by three, I think it's going to be right in that range. So I do actually – I'm interested in that Miami plus three. The only reason I'm scared about Miami plus three is we haven't seen Jay Cutler in live action form other than preseason. We've seen that Phillip rivers looks pretty decent, um, at that fourth quarter last week. Um, so I I mean, it's a tough one, but I actually do like Miami plus three. We'll see if it's in my best bets of the week. You know, that is coming on Friday, my man. Um, J a at J a underscore one, two, one, one on Periscope. What is up? He said, 21 or the 21 win streak. Yes, the 21 game win streak is official. Um, That being said, I just made myself $12. I only put 18 bucks of my free money bet on mybookie.ag and I won $12 off it on the Indians winning today. So if you go to mybookie.ag, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, which is right here on the screen. If you see, you see it right here or right here, sorry, I, I can't figure out the camera direction, and use promo code COFFEE, you will get 100% money back for free bets up to $100. That means if I put in 100 bucks in my first deposit with MyBookie.ag and I use that promo code COFFEE, I will get $100 back in free bet money, which is the money I just used to bet on the Indians minus one and a half today, and I won that bet. I got 18 18- I bet 18 won $12. So I'm up to 30 bucks in my free bet money now. I use the rest of it on other shit. I lost some, won some, but that's where I'm at now. Um, and Anthony Big Blue Ansel said, Michigan baby. I, I, I do like actually the Michigan Wolverines. We'll see how they do. Um, they killed Florida. So I'm confident in them again. And Dane Lee Archer said, no bad ankle can stop OBJ's dance moves. So that's one of the big news today. So today in sports news, Um, I have about 10 minutes on this, and i got to get to the Indians and my favorite streak of all time. And I'm going to get to the anti-NFL billboard in Los Angeles. I think people are going to be interested in this anti-NFL billboard in Los Angeles. It has a Rogers Scudell faces on it, and the NFL words are on it. It's very interesting. It was paid for by San Diego Charger fans. Um, On a GoFundMe, they raised $10,000 to get an interesting billboard up in L.A. I'm very excited to show you guys. I have it on the screen coming up soon. But in today's news, OBJ was seen dancing at a Wycliffe Jean charity concert thing. It was at a charity event, but Wycliffe Jean was performing. He was dancing, having a dance-off with Russell Westbrook. Interesting. And JC said, what's good? My man was good, JC, John claude in the house. Um, as Dane said, no bad ankle can stop OJ dance moves. But I, I am a little concerned with that. I have no problem with it because I'm I'm just my personality, but I can see a little issue with the dude having a high ankle sprain. He didn't play Sunday, and he's out here having dance-offs. I'm not assuming, not saying anything, but what if his ankle was healing and the dance-off, he tweaked it, and nobody knows except for him, and that's part of why he wasn't able to play Sunday. Whatever it is, I have no problem with it technically, but at the end of the day, OBJ needs to be a little more careful where he does these things. He's talked about this to the public. Don't be dancing off out in public because if you hurt yourself the way you did, you could be putting a bad sign for yourself out to the public, and, and that's, not, that's the last thing you want if you're OBJ. Um, I don't like OBJ being seen as as an as a immature guy because I think he's very good for this New York Giants team. Next, Josh Gordon to end treatment soon and make his NFL comeback. Josh Gordon, as we know, has a lot of problems on, you know, a lot of problems on this entire world of drugs and passing tests. Don't like that. He can't figure out how to pass all these tests and he, he can't figure out how to stay off the weed. Uh, Stephen A. Smith would stay off the damn weed. That's how Stephen A. Smith would go about it. He does it a lot more emphatically. Show business shit. I'm all about just talking about sports, not too much show business side, but Stephen A. Smith would say, stay off the damn weed. And Josh Gordon hasn't figured that out yet. I don't know if a team's going to give him another chance, but I like that he's ending his treatment soon. And I hope he does get a chance because he's an elusive talent. Um, Flavino says, one. One what? Good question. JC said, very fluid situation. What are your thoughts on Jamila Hill's situation? Apparently some of the White House have called her to be fired from ESPN. I do not, I repeat, do not think she should be fired from ESPN. I want to preface what I'm going to say with that. She should not be fired from ESPN for speaking her mind, but her, valid, her arguments were extremely invalid and stupid. That's pretty much what I'm going to say about that. Because if I said Obama only won because he was black, people would have said I'm stupid and got me fired. If I said, um, If I said anybody's a white supremacist, without him actually being a white supremacist, that's like labeling somebody a child molester. Like JC's, I'd be like, JC, you're a pedophile, even though you haven't proved anything of being a pedophile and now you're branded as a pedophile. That's how Jamil Hill is doing by saying he's a racist and a white supremacist. Technically he's had other supporters on his campaign that are not white and he's worked with non-white people and he actually has, he got 25% Hispanic vote and like 15% black vote. So it's kind of unfair for her to say the things she said. That being said, the White House should leave her alone and she should not be fired because this is, this is the problem with ESPN. Every time somebody says something, it becomes a big deal. Just let everybody say what they want. I like when people say what they want, but ESPN very, very much tries to alter what people say. So interesting situation with Jamil Hill. She should not be fired for speaking her mind, but she should be careful what she says and make sure she says things that are valid arguments. Because if I came out and said Obama only won because he was black with no valid argument behind that, You'd be pissed. So I could see how people were pissed that some people were pissed. Some people support her. Some people are pissed at her for saying he only won because he was white. Well, no, he didn't only get white people to vote for him. So let's be careful with our words. And he's not a racist. We know Trump's not a racist. He says some things you don't like, but, you know, just be careful with what you say, Jameel Hill. That's all I'm going to say. Flavino said, OBJ is not as bad as Bynum bowling after signing that fat contract. Yeah, you know, this is where these players. Sometimes I judge them like, oh, okay, OBJ wants to go dance, you know, while he's hurt, right? Um, it, it's it's tough. Like he's gonna go dance and do all this shit is what OBJ is gonna do. But at the same time, in this OBJ situation, it's like sometimes I'm sick maybe, right? And I had to go work for a company, but I still went out drinking on a weekend with my friends. It's kind of what OBJ is doing. He's a multimillionaire. He has a job on Sunday, but he still kind of wants to dance and have fun. We do it, but because our jobs aren't as high profiled, people don't judge us for it. He gets judged for it. So it's kind of a weird situation because I might do that, but it doesn't matter if I do it for him. He's an athlete. It does matter. So it's kind of hard. Um, Nate said uh, Carolina over bills. Yes. I think think the Panthers are all right this year. They're pretty good. I think they're going to be a playoff team. I think the bills are trash. They beat the Jets by nine, and the Jets are the worst team in football by far. So I love that, you know? Um, JC said, yeah, I guess it comes down to do you think our president is racist or white supremacist or not, I feel like. He said, I love that you tackle the touchy subjects, my dude. Oh, thank you. I love that you asked them. I mean, it's all good. Like, this is why, you know, I have a feeling that I have a problem with this. But the only reason I have a problem with what people like – Jamil Hill say is because they don't like to tackle these touchy subjects unless it's only in their favor. If you know what I mean. Like, she's only tackling it because she can say these things. Because she's an African American woman, she can try to say he's racist. You know, how would she feel? Like, she wouldn't say it if she was black and Obama's president. She wouldn't say Obama is racist or Obama's a Muslim without the right words. Obviously, Trump is not a white supremacist or a racist. I mean, it's. If you, if you gave me, you'd have to give me one fact, and there's not a human being in this world that can give me one fact other than your assumptions that he's a racist or white supremacist, because if you look at his employees at his companies or you look at some of those running people that helped him in his campaign, he's not a white supremacist. He's not racist. He might be. He might be he might say things that come off as racism just like Jamila Hill saying somebody's a white supremacist when she's black technically is a sense of racism if you're going to say what Trump says is racism so it's a weird subject i don't think trump's done a great job as president but i don't think he's done anything to make people say things like he's a white supremacist i mean where the fuck did that come from what the hell happened yesterday for her to freak out that's my first question so i don't know and uh, JC said, Bengals are beating the Texans tomorrow, 24 to 14. Um, you know, um, I, I, find, I find it interesting that you say that because here's the weird thing. Me and George were talking about this, especially in the betting world too. Um, teams that have bad week ones in the betting world are all usually bounce back a little bit week two. Both these teams had a shitty week one. So I'm really interested in seeing what happens. And Deshaun Watson's first game, that's going to be tough. I don't like first games for rookie quarterbacks, so I would say the Bengals are going to win, but I don't know. I'm having trouble deciding what I think the score is going to be, my man. Um, JC said, oh, great point there. Let's not just talk policies and politics when it's in our favor. I like that. Exactly. Thank you. I'm glad you like that. I mean, I feel like this comes from not just black people. I'm not just saying black people as in Jameel Hill, but like, even white people will only talk about, white TV personalities will only talk about politics when, they're in favor, when it's in their favor. They're scared to say something about about Obama because they're white and he's black. And now Jamil Hill will only say something. She wouldn't make fun of Obama. It's the other way around. Like with white people and black people, I feel like it's vice versa. It's only going to say things if it's in our favor. Like Jamil Hill will only say Trump's white supremacist because it's in her favor for African Americans to be against Trump right now, I guess, if you know what I'm saying. So and she knows she's going to get that support, but she would never say something that's not in her support or in her favor or benefits her. So when she said Trump was selfish, I, was, I kind of thought, well, you're kind of selfish for trying to portray that picture. But either way, her thoughts are her thoughts. I don't care. That's why she should not be fired. If I sit here and say Trump's the man or if I say Trump's the sh-, like a piece of shit, I shouldn't be fired from a job for thinking either way. It's my thoughts. I just don't think ESPN should limit employees, other employees to speak their mind if they think elsewise. Um, And Nate Dick said, bro, Trump and 50 Cent are good friends. They are. Trump has African-American friends. Trump has most of his top executives in all his companies are either women, African-American, or Asian, not white human beings. So they're not, it's ridiculous. Like he's not racist at all. Like, it's, it's hilarious. And he's not a white supremacist. He's not racist. Think about it. His daughter married a Jewish woman. He's a Christian man. If he really was a guy that was super biased about agendas, he wouldn't let that happen. Nate Dixon said, these guys are all puppets, Sammy. It's all an agenda, and they're playing their roles, all of them. Um, that's all there is to it. I'm sorry. I agree. Every, I mean, that literally, what should, that, that applies. I don't even know who you're applying that to. That applies to both the presidency and to people at ESPN. People at ESPN are all puppets to what the producers in Disney makes them say. And also presidents, by the way, everyone that thinks Obama's so amazing or Trump's so shitty or Bush is so great or Clinton's so shitty, whatever it is. A lot of this is puppets to what the United States is trying to make happen. So that's also not everything Trump says has been done. You know why? Because not everything he says can be done. Not everything he says he wasn't going to do, he didn't do. There's... It's always give and take in the U.S. The government plays a bigger role than just the president himself. They're all puppets, and so is everybody at ESPN. They're all puppets. They are told what they have to say, and I find that unfair. That's why I'm, I'm more of a Fox Sports guy. I don't listen to ESPN anymore. I like Fox Sports. I like The Ringer with Bill Simmons. I like Clay Travis, et cetera, et cetera. And Nate Dixon said, that's right, Sammy. Thank you, man. That's why I enjoy what I do here because I don't have to be a puppet to anybody. I'm going to just say what the hell I want. I'm going to tell you. If I was like, oh, Trump did something cool, I'd be like, Trump did something good. Not because it's going to make some people pissed off. I don't care. Um, and if I think Trump did something bad, i gonna be like, Trump did something bad. That was stupid. No puppets. That's why I like Sant Live. Let's get it. Um, Nate Dixon says, I love it, Sammy. Thank you, bro. I appreciate the support. I appreciate JC saying that he loved that I tackle these subjects. And Nate, I love the support. Thank you so much. You know how much I appreciate that. Um, other words in today's news, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James found working out together I thought that was cool because I want them to play together. I think Dwayne Wade will end up in Cleveland this year. Serena Williams has a baby named Alexis. It's official. Congratulations to Serena Williams, one of the goats in, in the sports world. Paris 24, 2024 Summer Olympics is official. LA got 2028. Good news for LA. It's going to be an interesting ride to see how that works out in LA. Um, USC listed in their game notes that they are 4-0 against Texas. Um, found that interesting, Texas reached out to them and said, excuse me, what about the Rose Bowl Championship with Vince Young? They said that was part of the 2005 sanction with Judge Bush, so we took the loss out. Um, the NCAA was told, told them they should do that. I think they're supposed to vacate, um, I think we should vacate their losses, or their wins, not their losses. They lost to Texas. Um, And then I had the ESPN rankings of Carmelo being 64 and Lonzo ball being 63, but I got to skip that for today I will talk about that tomorrow. It is Completely ridiculous, but I'll get to that soon Nate Dixon You're gonna like what I say here for five minutes then Nate Dixon just said Sammy. I'm the biggest heat fan We get we got to get them linked up again in South Beach Come on now after Irma too. I agree as you know I don't know if you know, actually. As I've said before on the show, I used to live in Miami. I lived in Miami during the LeBron James era. I love the Miami Heat. They're my favorite NBA team because there's no team in Seattle. You can see I got my Heat back-to-back. Sports Illustrated right here. I love the Miami Heat. This is why I support the Dolphins lightly as well. We have a Seattle team, so it's just tough. But Miami Heat are my squad. Um, I'm going to get to that here in one minute, Nate. You'll like what I'm about to say. So the Indians closing in they closed in on a 21 game win streak it is big time um they tied the al record or they broke the al record tied the mlb record and now tomorrow would be breaking the mlb record of of the consecutive games not uninterrupted according to flavino earlier in the show he said the giants had a 26 game interrupted win streak with a tie um so whatever screw that but if you want to bet on the game tomorrow like I am. Today I bet 18 bucks free money from mybookie.ag and got $12 back, which was dope. I'm betting the Indians. You can go to mybookie.ag right here um and use promo code coffee and then and then Bet on the Indians. Use promo code COFFEE. If you put up to $100, you get $100 back. So if you put 50 bucks using promo code COFFEE, they'll give you $50 in free bet money. That's how I bet on the Indian game today. Use promo code COFFEE at mybookie.ag. Fastest payouts in the industry. 48 hours. I love it. Um, Nate said, Sammy, you are my... I can't say it. you know that. My friends my friends know I shouldn't be saying that. JC, you know what's good. He's on the show. Sammy, you are my... Beep. Man, I can't say it. That's the only word I won't say on the show. Um... Don't like, the, I can't say that word. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'll say the F word. I'll say fuck. I'll say shit. I'll say anything. You know, I can't pull the N word, but you are my man too. You're my dude. Brandon said, um, got 26 wins. They go in a win. Yeah, I think, that, I think they can hit that 26. If they hit that 26 that the Giants got, that would be awesome. So we've talked about this Indians team. I won that game. Um, and they said, I understand. No, you can say it though in the comments. I like that you say it. You're my guy. You can say whatever you want in the comments. I just can't say that out loud. You know, if I, I I'd be offending somebody. So we got this cool win streak. Um, it's awesome. I bet them minus one and a half today. They won by two, so I I, I pretty much won the, by one. Um, Flavino said the 1916 Giants tied due to a late tie in the ninth inning. In the ninth in a rainstorm. I guess they didn't believe making up games the next day. That sucks. Because if the Indians win the next two games, say, and then they lose and they don't get 26 games, I don't like that there was an uninterrupted win streak in a, erupt, uh, in a uninterrupted in a, a what's the other word, a non-interrupted, uninterrupted in and interrupted. Sorry, there it is, uh, win streak. So I would love to see, I would love to see that they get 26, just so we end it all in once and for all. Flavino, my dude, thank you for the great information. What a time. So because I'm talking about. Win streaks. I'm going to spend three minutes on my favorite win streak of all time, which Nate's going to like out here. He just said he's a big Miami Heat fan. And then I'm going to get to the anti NFL billboard in Los Angeles, which is interesting news that I think everyone will like. But my favorite win streak of all time. I'm not saying this is the most important win streak. I'm not saying this is the most, uh, I'm not the most, not the most important win streak, not the most interesting win streak, but my favorite win streak of all time. And Leslie Hernandez says, listening in the Aerotech Lobby, what is up, Leslie? Wow. It's been a while. Uh, She worked at the lobby at Aerotech when I used to work there. Amazing lady. You know, I love you. Miss you. Thank you for saying hi. And thank you for tuning in. What a time. That's awesome. Say hi to everyone at Aerotech. So my favorite win streak of all time, Sammy's favorite win streak of all time was remember the Miami Heat when they won the 27 game win streak four years ago. The streak began on Super Bowl Sunday in 2013 and didn't end until nearly Easter Sunday, 52 days in total, um, a 27-game win streak with the three Hall of Famers, my opinion, all three Hall of Famers, could be two, Chris Bosh, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade. It was one of the coolest streaks to watch ever. I loved watching that Miami Heat team just kick ass night after night after night after night. It was one of the coolest situations To see, the 2013 Miami Heat 27-game win streak was the second longest win streak in NBA history, trailing the 1971-72 Lakers, who won 33 games in a row. Put the Heat streak into perspective. The longest winning streak the 72-win Bulls had was 18 games. The 73-win Warriors, 24 games. What about the Celtics' storied franchise? 19 games. So while the Heat did not break the Lakers' record there or did not beat... Um, The Bulls 72 win or the Warriors 73 win now or the Celtics 11-year run at championships. That heat record of 27 games was the second longest win streak of all time, longer than anybody but the 1971 Lakers, especially in an era like this to go 27 games. That is ridiculous. Shout out to the Miami Heat. I thought that was one of the best times of my life watching sports. Can't believe the Miami Heat ended up going 27 game win streak. That was my favorite win streak of all time. Nate Dixon said, never forget Sammy. Def, all three are Hall of Famers. You have to put Chris Bosh in there just because that's, I mean, the man the man did what he did for that Miami Heat team. I mean, you he, he can't go to four straight chips, win two of them, and not be a Hall of Famer. So last topic for five minutes, um, and then I'll be signing off, giving a shout out to our sponsors, my bookie." So you guys can go bet go bet on this Indians team. I just won some money today betting on this Indians team. Shout out to our sponsor, mybookie.ag. I'll get to that right after my last topic um, of the day. You guys will check out this new billboard that's coming up in LA here. I think in a few days it might be up soon. It's on. Uh, it's all up on the four hundred five freeway. So I got to read the story out to you guys. I got to find it again. I lost it, but I don't want to give you guys misinformed information. Um, but an anti-NFL billboard is ready to appear in the next three weeks. It's going to be up for three weeks next to StubHub Center, the new Los Angeles Chargers football stadium. A digital billboard near StubHub Center in Los Angeles will display five anti-NFL messages for the next three weeks thanks to the efforts of a scorned Chargers fan who has upset his favorite team relocated from San Diego. Joseph McRae designed the images and raised more than $10,000 in an online fundraiser to pay for the billboards, which was a GoFundMe. In the GoFundMe message page, McRae wrote, this isn't just for San Diego fans. This is for Oakland fans, St. Louis fans as well. Your cities didn't deserve it. Deserve this. And most importantly, you didn't deserve this. You didn't deserve this, not just the city, the fan himself. I would add Seattle there, nothing to do with football, but the Seattle Supersonics didn't deserve that either. So any sport, you didn't deserve it. He also vowed that some of the message will include hashtag Oakland and hashtag St. Louis in them. The three-week run will, will coincide with the Chargers' three-game homestand this month starting the Sunday's game against the Dolphins. He told KSWB-TV in San Diego that the owner of the billboard has ensured him that he will not allow the NFL to block the messages. The billboard is located in the intersection of Main Street, In intersection 45, approximately a mile and a half from the stadium in Los Angeles, McRae shared one of the images uh, featuring a picture of the commissioner, Roger Goodell, accompanied with the words, no freaking loyalty to his Twitter page Sunday. That's where I got this picture. McRae made headlines in January when he attended a Chargers rally at the Forum in Inglewood, California, and heckled Dean Spanos, the team's owner. So this is pretty funny, I think. That they are putting up this billboard this is one of the five from the next three weeks that we will see on interstate 405 in LA next to Main Street next to the StubHub Center in Los Angeles you'll see the No Freaking Loyalty NFL billboard with the Roger Goodell peace sign that's one of the five he raised this McRae guy raised ten thousand dollars on a GoFundMe page I think that's pretty amazing. Shout out to the San Diego fans. Shout out to the Oakland fans that are losing their team to LA. Shout out to St. Louis who lost their team to LA as well. Two teams lost to LA. And sorry, Oakland's getting lost to Las Vegas. Um, Shout out to Seattle. I'm sorry. Seattle Supersonics. We lost our team um, back in the day in 2007. Seattle is building a new arena. They got six or updating the key arena. The Seattle Supersonics just got uh, $600 million to upgrade the Seattle key arena. To get the Sonics and maybe a hockey team back one day. That being said, which is the name of our morning show, don't forget to watch us Monday through Friday. We have a 8 a.m. to 9:30 a.m. Pacific time show called That Being Said with the Georgeur Brothers. It's George and Sammy. You have 10:30 to 11:30 a.m. Pacific time, George's Jungle of Sports, and you have my show. Speak up with Sammy George Say anything you want. Always speak your mind whenever you want. At noon to one o'clock Pacific. Every single day, a.k.a. Monday through Friday, Pacific time. That being said, always speak your mind. Today's episode was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. The best place to bet. You don't have to use that sketchy dude at the restaurant anymore, at that bar, the guy that takes your money. You go to MyBookie.ag and use promo code COFFEE because I'm always drinking coffee. They know that. It's always in my mug. We use promo code COFFEE to get 100% money back in free bet money on your first deposit, up to a hundred bucks. So if you go put in 50 bucks, you go put in 75 bucks, whatever it is, let's say you go put in 75 bucks today, you will get $75 back in free bet money on mybookie.ag. Just use promo code COFFEE, show them that you love us, show them that you're using our promo codes. Um, It's in the description right here on my description of the show. This was episode 174 of SANT Live. Thank you for watching Speak Up with Sammy Jarjour. Tune in tomorrow. At 8 a.m. for episode 175, we are nearing 200, and it's football season, baby. Enjoy the last day of no football before tomorrow, because Tuesday we got the Cincinnati Bengals at home against the Houston, Texas. Take care, and stay cool, America. Much love to the greatest Facebook family in the world on this slow hump day of a Wednesday. Enjoy. Peace. Farmers Insurance knows that there's a not so subtle difference between the sound of a car hitting your rear bumper and the sound of a clown car hitting your rear bumper. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Sorry about that. He has a balloon animal. Add my information. We call that a three-ring fender bender, and we covered it at Farmers. They know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. <laughs> click for more. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.